I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of ButcherBox, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis. And at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, You will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. (laughs) From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, you get a belly full of laughs and a head full of real information. Our gallimaufry of expert guests answer questions on stuff adults need to know. I have mold in my dwelling. What do I do? What's gerrymandering? What happens chemically when I fall in love? How do I handle a parent-teacher conference? What are microbes? Listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Solve problems, get laughs. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. We are here, Lord, we are here, and we're ready, ready to podcast. Hiya, I'm Hallie Levant, and I would like to say Merry Christmas, everybody out there. We are mega coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we are festively giving our mega church a tiny family feel. We're going to introduce you to seasonal members of our church staff and community. It is a true Christmas treat, and it is a true Christmas treasure. What per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Greyhouse, everybody. Merry Christmas, Hallie, is Merry what I like to Christmas. say. Oh, it's so nice to see you, and I'm just so filled with love and joy on this amazing, uh, what is, you know, uh, my favorite time of year, it really is. It really is. I feel so joyful and festive and merry and I'm jingling all the way. That is right. We are right in the middle of our 
awesome Christmas program here at Twin Hills. We cannot be stopped by the pandemic. There were some COVID officers making sure we were following all the protocol. We're not allowed to fill all the seats. We have to keep a little distance, all that stuff. So unfortunately, instead of selling, not selling, but we ticket the event, instead of ticketing over you know 25,000 tickets, we were only able to do 22,000 uh, tickets no. this year. It's just discrimination against Christ followers. But anyway, they couldn't stop our enthusiasm and our joy. We decided that after a hard year, what we needed to do for our Christmas programming is to give everybody a bunch of laughs. So we did a comedy this year. We we recruited our drama department to cast it and write it. It's and we so had it. amazing, <laughs> Hallie. Awesome. I mean, my hat is off to you guys at the, in programming because it is so funny. Uh, I mean, everybody knows you've heard of the British The Office mm-hmm. and you've heard of the American The Office. They're well, awesome. we are doing God's The Office. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I just think it's so amazing and awesome that we are taking something so current and relevant and telling the Christmas story with it. Well, the show did end in 2013, but it's in syndication and it's become real big again during the pandemic. Oh, cool. So, you know, we just said, okay, we're going to do something really current and relevant. We're doing God's The Office and it's going to be hilarious. So our whole drama department, they cast all the characters to do God's The Office and it follows the angels in the middle management of heaven. It is. What a good idea. I mean, I've never actually seen The the Office because I don't really get comedy. But, um, yeah, it's such a good idea. It's so funny. And so in our God's The Office, you've got Gabriel. Right. Who's in charge He's in the, the office. Boss, yeah. And then you've got the angels that are Jim and Pam and Dwight, the annoying angel. Oh, and I mean, yeah, people were saying, are those the names of the actual characters in The Office? Yeah. But you know what? Our actors are so much funnier. <laughs> it's just so much funnier when you make it Christ-centered. The jokes are just outstanding. And the camera guys uh, on our crew are shooting it dock style. So when you watch it in the auditorium up on the IMAG screens, it really looks like the show. It really does. You know, they're doing all those cool like snap zooms and people looking at the cameras and stuff. And it sort of begs the question of like, you know, why, why you even have to come to church to see it? I know because everyone in the auditorium, let's be honest, everybody's looking at the IMAG screens. But the reason you got to come to church is because comedy just doesn't work on a comp- computer. You got to be in the room. Oh, really? Yeah, you okay. really got to be in the room for comedy. Yeah, so I don't know. Anyway, it starts out, I don't want to give too much away in case you haven't seen it yet because we have a few more um, services left, but news comes in that God is tired of all the like blood sacrifices that are happening right. all over I the know. place. There's too much blood here and there and everywhere. And then there are all the angels are like running around the going, uh, okay, I'm in charge of this blood sacrifice. I'm in charge of this blood sacrifice. Are there redundancies? Are going to lose my job? You know, everybody's right. afraid they're going to get light off. Right. In the atonement department. And then God says, nope. He's going to make a son. (laughs) It is so funny. You should see the face. I mean, Dwight goes, uh... Does that mean we've got a new boss? It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but then a fax comes in and it's like, nope, he's going to make a son and he's going to kill him. I know. And then they're all running around going, "Uh, I'm not really into murdering kids, you know? And then I just love the part that there's a speakerphone rings on stage and it's God and everybody goes quiet and God goes, "Uh, I'm not going to kill a kid. I'll at least wait until he's a teenager. (laughs) And I mean, Hallie, that one really busted me up because I know exactly what he means. It's so funny. And we won't say any more about it because you got to come see it if you haven't seen it yet. But 
Were you there this morning, Gray, at the 11 a.m. service? Kelly, oh, I heard about this, Ew. and I was so bummed because I had Climax this morning. We were doing a, a purity ring toss, and uh, so I wasn't able to make it over. Oh, it, well, speaking of Climax, it was the Climax of the Christmas programming because it was the one service since it was the Sunday before Christmas right. that we got the actor from Hollywood who plays the main character in right. The Office, uh, in the American uh, office, his name's John Kaczynski. Uh, Krasinski, yeah. And he is here in town visiting relatives for the holidays. And for we got him to come on and do a walk-on one time. We only had to pay him $25,000. And he, his black car pulls up out back. We bring him in through the green room. We mic him up. He walks on stage right at the beginning, right <sighs> to where the guy who we cast as his character, Jim, right. in the office, he walks toward that actor. Somebody's already in his desk, in his <laughs> chair. And <laughs> and um, John Kaczynski. Uh, uh, Krasinski, yeah, yeah. He does a take to the audience and he goes, uh, that's awkward. I mean, he's just, did he improvise that? Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, we fed him the line, but it was improvised. Okay, gosh. It was so good. And that's the only one we have uh, Kaczynski for. Amazing, Kaczynski. Yeah, Uh, did you get a chance to meet him? Well, I kind of chased him out through the green room. He had a black car out back, and I tried to get a selfie, but as he was walking out the door, he just said, no pictures, you know. Okay, yeah. But I said, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Ah, well, you know, Hollywood elites. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis. And at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, You will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. (laughs) From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jesus had 12 men he asked to follow him. Our guest today has a group of men who follow him. He's the leader of Son of Man Alive men's group. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Randy Hard. Hey, guys. It's great to see you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Randy. So, I mean, it is really awesome to see you. And I've seen you and your guys going out of here, uh, you know, leaving out of here in one of our vans on the weekends. And I just would love to know what in the heck is going on with this awesome, vibrant group of men on the weekends. So tell us a little bit about Son of Man Alive. Ah, well, you know, I just, you know, I didn't really grow up with a, 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 a dad. So I, I've always oh. needed a little bit of that. So, right. um, you know, you see us take the van. And by the way, you're invited. We can't wait to have you on the next trip. Oh, heck right. yes, I'm there. And um, so anyway, I just started the, the group um, just to kind of have some fellowship with the men and to really explore what it means to be a Christian man outside of the entire group, you know, the, the church experience and, and the beautiful women in our lives. So 
uh, I started the group and I kind of put together a little bit of a retreat and some things that we work on. And it's been an amazing experience for all of us. That is so great. I mean, what is that? So what exactly? Because, you know, I always hear about these men's groups. Like, what are the kind of things that you guys are doing out there? Or is it a secret? Are you allowed to tell us? <laughs> no, it's, it's not a secret. Well, there's lots of different activities and things. But one of the things, um, you know, the whole theme I like to call um, finding the, the Goliath in our David. Wow. Now, you know, we think about this, and David's usually the hero. He's the underdog. He's got his sling, and he kills Goliath. But have we ever really experienced the Goliath in ourselves? Who is this character? He's a big brute. We everyone thinks he's evil. But what if, what if he was really sensitive? What if just because of his size, he had to kill and battle everybody, and he didn't really want to do it? So Mm -hmm. we explore the sensitive feeling side of the Christian man. Wow, I am impressed. I usually don't think of fellas as being emotional or even really necessarily having emotions other than like hunger or anger. Well, that's right. I mean, and that's that's where I'd like to make the difference because Christian men are taught to be the leaders of their community, their family. Um, and there's another side of them that I try to coax out. And the irony is that when we get to the softer side of ourselves, we can actually bring a lot more strength to our communities and to our families and to the church. Amazing. Yeah. This is, uh, this is just, blowing my mind. It, it, it really is, Hallie. It's really inspiring. And I just love that imagery of Goliath as being kind of a guy that was like, hey, you know, I'm big and I'm strong and I'm killing all these guys. But really on the inside, I do have feelings that are more than just, you know, hunger or fear or, you know, anger. I've honestly never, ever thought of Goliath as having a, a point of view or a, a whole complicated mental life or anything. I just thought of him as this dumb brute who needed to take a, a pebble to the head and get the heck out of here. That's right. And I often think of him in that story. You know what? Maybe he was so tired of being that character that everyone made him into that he took the stone because he was done. And so I want our guys to be done with this idea of who they think they are. And let's get to the juicy, bruised pair of who they are. Okay. So yeah, your your idea there is that Goliath just didn't even do, he just stood there and he just took it. He was suicidal? That's my interpretation. Well, he might have been, I I see him as an, I'm a big guy, so I see myself as a sensitive, but most people look at me and they think, wow, this man is just, he's gruff. He's earnest, but there's a juicy side to me that I want to bring out in my fellas. Well, what are you? You said you're a big guy. You, I, you look like you're upwards of six five, three hundred pounds. What? What is it? Is it okay to ask? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I am almost exactly what you just said. Oh, wow! I nailed it. I should be that carnival person guessing the jelly beans. Yeah, I'm a big fella, and so you know. People expect you to be a certain way, and I'm a gentle Goliath, I guess. And so we have all these techniques that we run our guys through that just opens them up and find the softer side of the Christian man. So that's great. So sort of take us through a bit of this schedule because, you know, I just would love to know, you know, what what, what would I be getting into when I come to a Son of Man Alive weekend? Holidays are coming. And okay. one of the things I've implemented in our weekend groups um, is we, we we swaddle the guys. Okay, what what is that? We'll pick a guy and we'll we'll swaddle him. We'll we'll wrap him up in linen, tight. Oh, wow. and then we've built a, a a big manger and we drop the guys in and we. I just want the guys to feel what it feels like to be surrounded in in the love of the nativity. So we've got the people can dress up in the wise men costumes and some people like to play the animals, but I just want the fellas to know what it feels like to be find that baby Jesus in them and and know that they're cared for. That is wild. 
So where do you guys head out to? Is is it kind of like in the woods or something? Or? We take our tents out, and there's a you know wooded area out there in the woods that we like to go to. It's sometimes it's a, we go to an old Boy Scout camp that's still up. And oh, we right. just, you know, it's just build a fire. We have a pancake eating contest in the morning, and awesome. that's a lot of fun. And then, you know, we've got all our exercises all day long. Uh, I've just implemented a new one called uh, Judas, Judas Gazing. Judas okay. Gazing. And this is where a man will sit across from another man, and we like to describe uh, what do we see on the outside. And then we describe what do we see on the inside. And then wow. we do our 13 betrayals. Oh, oh wow. wow. What are 13 betrayals? Well, we like to list off one after another ways that we've betrayed ourselves, ways that we've betrayed our community, ways that we've betrayed our our spouse. Oh, oh wow. wow. And we just open it up. What's an example of how a person can betray themselves? I don't even follow. Well, it can be little things, you know. For, for me, I, I'm on a strict kind of morning routine where I like to just drink a lot of celery juice and just kind of get the, 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 the body movement. But sometimes I'm going to take a, you know, I'm going to eat some of that granola I shouldn't be eating. And oh. that right there is a little betrayal. And I want to be as clean as I can for God. That is awesome. I mean, is it, and is everything held in confidence or, or I mean, are these kind of betrayals that, you know, it, that, that seems like, you know, that is a betrayal for sure, but is everything held sort of in privacy and confidence or yes. these kind of, th- okay, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I want to build trust with the fellas. And, you know, some people like to call it a safe space. I want to call it a savior space. So uh. let's just have the guys come in, know that they're going to be really exposing the softer side of themselves here and take that warmth and that love and that strength back to their families. Now, do you have to take boxes of Kleenex and whatnot? Because, I mean, I hate to ask, and tell me if this is too personal, but, I mean, are there ever any tears shed? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the great thing, is that we just, this is a place for us to cry as men. And, you know, one of the things that we do that really brings the tears, um, and this is one of our final things during the end of, of of our time together, is we, I have the guys sing, um, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Okay, great. You know this old song, and yeah. we have the guys sing it for three hours straight. Oh, wow. Three hours straight. Like monks chanting. It, exactly. And and it, it, it's an ecstatic spirit, Holy Spirit uh, phenomenon and experience. It, we got the fire. That some of the guys, they just take off their shirts, and they're just steam coming off of them, and they want to dance. And I tell the guys, whoever drops first and starts crying, you're the loser. And we just like to see who who starts crying first. And then I switch it because the person who cries first is actually the winner. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. What a powerful experience. Great. We got to have you come. I can't wait to do the uh, some Judas gazing with you. And I was just thinking I, if you wanted to, we could do some right now. I, you know, oh, do it, do it. Okay, I, I would love to try it. I mean, you know, um, I definitely would. I think the taking out my shirt part would be easy. I don't know about the this part of uh, of, of the betrayals, but we'll, yeah, sure, I'll try. You know, it. We'll yeah. start off. Well, how about this? Let's just say some things that we see about each other, and then say thank you, and really appreciate the beauty of that. Just the exterior part. We don't have to get into the hard stuff. Okay, great. Um, so I say them about you, and you say them about me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay, well, the first thing I see is um, you've got a bit of, uh, it looks like, looks like you've got maybe, uh, it's like cracker crumbs or something on your, on your lapels. Um, is that a bit of cracker, cracker thank crumbs? You. Yes, thank you. And that is graham crackers, which I love. And in that, that is a nourishing thing from my childhood. I'm glad you noticed it. Okay. And it brings warmth to my heart. And then, and then I'll, I would go and okay, I'd awesome. say, that was easy. I'd say something like, great. Wow. Look at this beautiful 
Romanesque aquiline nose that you have. It's strong and yet yet, yet uh, perfect in the way God made it. Oh, that's awesome. You say thank yeah. you. You say thank you. Okay, thanks. Um, yeah, it, that is awesome. Uh, you know, it, uh, something that I really have always liked about my nose is like I don't really have a bad side. I've realized over the years I can just turn and, and pictures look the same on uh, both sides because I'm basically perfectly symmetrical, I've realized, which is crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, God made you made you beautiful. <laughs> so we would go on and on and on like that. And, and uh, boy, it's just that's just the warm up to really have the guys build trust. But how do you know what you see on the inside? How can you see inside somebody? Well, let's try that then. Uh, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'd say something like this. You know what? I can tell that you're having a lot of fun here at uh, our workshop, and yet I sense a little sadness inside you, and I'd love to hold a savior space for that to be expressed here today. Mm, And you'd say thank you. Say, Say thank you, Gray. Mm. No, I don't know. I don't know. Good. That's good. That's good. That's what I. That's what we love. We love that resistance because that tells us that we're getting to the guys. I mean, I'm not freaking resisting. I'm just kind of saying like, "Mm, okay. I kind of looked around on the inside, and I'm not feeling sad. So yeah. Yeah. And and then I would say, let's go there. You know, let's go there together because I can see this volcano of sadness that's inside you a little bit that wants to just come out through your eyes. And I want to hold you if you want to hug, let me hug you. You know, it's just weird, though, because I'm like, how do we go somewhere where there's nowhere to go? You know, it just doesn't seem like there's anywhere to go. Yeah. And and I would say something like, hey, let's really look in your heart because that's an inside place that's real. Okay, and I'd say, yeah, looked around a bit, and it's pretty, everything's great. And, right. uh, yeah, get out of there. Now, you would be known as one of our hard cases, and what we'd do, if if you didn't really want to share, we'd kind of put you in the center of the group, and we'd come in for a group hug, and we'd just whisper a lot um, and just say things like, you're loved by God. You're loved by God over and over again, and nine times out of ten, somebody's going to break down. Okay, well, I would probably just be going, yep, I know, yep, I know, yep, I know. So, Greg, you have what... to say something you see inside of Randy. Thank you. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't get that one. But uh, let's see, Randy, um, you know, I'm looking at you, and I'm kind of going, oh, yeah, you know, this is a guy who doesn't really care much um, about, like, you know, it doesn't, doesn't seem like he really likes himself too much, and he just kind of is a guy that, you know, it's just kind of, maybe going around doing this thing because he's a bit, he's one of those guys who's kind of a bit sad all the time. And he's like, you know, maybe his, his dad like walked out on him or something and couldn't really figure out how to relate to him. And, and, you know, maybe his dad was like an alcoholic, uh, something like that. And he was just like, all right. And then, you know, his mom was sort of like emotionally detached. And- yeah. And then we, we, it would be much shorter. It'd be a much shorter kind of response, but th- that's really good. Great. I mean, that's, and, and I would say, thank you. A lot of that's really true, and I'm going to take your words, and I'm going to feel my feelings around how angry I am that you saw that in me. and then, okay. But I'm not going to get angry at you. I'm just going to express that anger from the th- truth that you're telling me through the, the way God speaks to you about me. Oh, okay. Wow. Did yeah, you just... say you're going to feel your feelings? Absolutely. That's the whole point. How of, do you do of... that? What do you do? How, what is that like? <sighs> You know, I feel like it's a gift from God. And this is the thing I'm trying to share with the guys. Because feeling the feelings is a thing that I don't think I was really taught. And we're just taught in some ways, hey, let's just experience the glory of God. You know, forget your feelings. They don't need mean much. Let's just go put the mission out there. Yeah, Spread totally. the yeah. good word, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but I want us to slow down and find that big, juicy heart 
that Goliath had and really crack open in that huge rib cage and let's see that big, beautiful Christian beating heart. But I just feel like we're kind of taught that our feelings are neither appropriate or interesting to other people. Um, And so it's not appropriate to express them or feel them. We should mostly shut them down, run away, distract ourselves, stay busy, stay positive, focus on the love of God. Um, I, I just have never actually thought about the idea of feeling them. Yes. And, and this is why we do it in the woods, because we just don't really want people to see that. And then when the fellas come out and they come home, I can't tell you how many times the kids, the spouses, they come up to me and they're like, what did you do to Jim? Really? Where is my husband? And sometimes they're upset. But over time, I think we really get a sense that they they start to feeling their feelings and they're starting to listen to the word of God in a different way, an open way. I know. I, I I think this is such an awesome idea sort of in theory, but it just seems to me like, you know, Hallie, I've never really had, I, I just think feelings are not real, you know, feelings aren't really something that's real. Okay. So I've never really done many feelings before. I just kind of like, I, let's say I get hungry, you know, I get, sometimes I get, uh, yeah, sometimes get tired, but only after kind of a really rough workout so every now and again. And and then, you know, one of my favorite feelings is positive. You know, I love being, I love feeling positive, but, you know, I guess I, I'm just not really sure if there's really room for someone like me who's just kind of like, I just don't really have those kind of like Goliath feelings, like you said. I tell you what, if I could get you to come to the woods with me and the fellas, and I cordially invite you, I think that if we were to wrap you in that beautiful linen, tight like a baby was in the old days, and put you in that beautiful manger, and then we sang over you. I'm telling you, Gray, you would, you might be a cracker right now, but I would dip you in the milk of God, and you would be that soft graham cracker that we're talking about on oh. my lapel right here. <laughs> oh. Feel it. Can you feel that? Yeah. I just don't, I just don't really get it. I don't know. I just, I'm not really sure. You know what? I I have an idea. I want, let's do this right here together right now. Okay. Now, is it okay? I'm going to ask your permission if I can just hug you and kind of just bend you over a little bit so that it's almost like I'm holding you. And I want you to look at me and we're going to do our our Judas gazing at each other. Okay. We're not going to get into any of the betrayals, but we're just going to look at each other and I'm going to say some things to you. We'll see if any feelings come up. What do you think of this? Yeah, I, yeah, sure, I guess. Okay. Oh, Hallie, right, you're doing just, it too, I guess. I'm just going to move my chair here so I can make... Let's, we can get both of you on either okay. side. Almost like Santa Claus. Oh, really? Oh, really? Okay, coming oh, okay. close. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's the first time Hallie's so, ever touched me. Oh, I know. Oh, wow. It's funny. I you like your are... beard. This is a long beard. And you <laughs> smell like Old Spice. I like yeah. it. Yeah, well, that's my All favorite. Right. Yeah, okay. Okay, right. here we go. Okay. Oh, Gray, you're a special man and a beautiful boy inside and a child of God, and I'm squeezing you with the oh, arms oh, okay. oh, of Goliath. Oh. Hallie. Yeah. You're a princess of God. You... <laughs> yes, there it is. It, there it is. Now just be with it. Don't let don't push it down. Let it come up. 
I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. But joy, joy, joy. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like it. Come on, Gray. Come on, Gray. You are a child of God. I like it. I don't know if I like it. I don't 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 like it. You can do it. I don't like it. You're doing it. I don't like it. I don't like it. That's it. That's there it is. There's that one tear. I don't know if that's sweat or a tear, but we made headway. Wow. Randy, that was really powerful. Wow. I'm so proud of both of you. Thank you for letting me Thank be a part you. of that, witnessing that. Thank you. Wow, Randy. <laughs> wow. Gray, do you want to take Gray, a second? You okay do you want there, some buddy? tissue? You're, you seem a little purple around the temples. I don't, I don't like it. Are, uh, I didn't like that. I didn't like it. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't like. I didn't like that you was. I didn't like that you were squeezing me. Gray, that's a hug. It's not a squeezing. No, he was hugging. No, he was squeezing me, Hallie, and that wasn't a tear. I was like, you. That was blood. You was now here's squeezing. here's the great news. That's anger coming up, and I want you to go with it if you feel like it. I'm not if freaking angry. I'm, I'm not angry. I'm just saying you can't grab me like that with your big with your big your big jelly arms, and you gra- you grab me and you put all your weight on me against this chair, and I. I want to say thank you for. I felt trapped. Me. I felt trapped. And that is the trappedness of your feelings. Yes. It's not really me. It's that cage that we put ourselves in as a wow. strong Christian person or man. Yes. Holy smokes. And you let it out. You don't have to cry. You can be angry. And you just let the bear out of the cage. I want to say I'm proud of you and God bless you both. Oh, there's no way that I can go to the gym today. I have to get popped my rib. Randy, I'm going to have my husband Lance Labonte come on one of these trips with you because I think he could benefit from this. He mostly just grunts and watches ESPN. He's on a full only animal protein diet, Atkins, and he um, he's just such a man's man. You know, a lot of times when I do have feelings around the house, if I do cry or whatnot, he just says, dry it up. You know, dry it up. And he's not wrong. I shouldn't be crying in front of the kids and everything. But I'm going to have him come because I would like to say, Randy, I don't recognize my husband, Lance Labonte. I'll tell you what. I don't know where it is, but somewhere it says Jesus wept. You're right. Now, if Jesus is allowed to, why can't we, darn it? Wow, and that's the thing that. I've been trying to get across there. And sometimes, I, I don't know if it's a mistake, I try to keep my emotions bottled up too, but I just feel like... Oh boy, it's time for us to, because you can't choose which feelings you're numbing out sometimes, even if you're super positive. So let's feel all the ones. Okay. But know. but how do you go through the unpleasant ones? I I mean, what if they come and they stay forever and they overwhelm me? You know, one of the things we call is um, re, uh, Red Rover, Red Rover, let the sinner come over. You know, this old kid's game and we play it with the guys and we have them bust through that wall. And that's a metaphor. They're, it's a breakthrough that they're having. And it's okay. Sometimes we got to punch through that wall to get to our feelings. And when they come, sometimes we drink too much milk. Sometimes we have to mow the lawn too much. We have activities. And I'm asking my guys during the retreat, when the feelings come, we're going to hold that savior space for you and just let them come out. And you can do that at home. Well, I saw that oh. I saw that Steve Jakubiak broke his collarbone, so I guess, you know, it's not just a metaphor, but you, you've also got, you know, a 48-year-old guy who... Can't use his arm now. Yeah. Well, that's just part of the journey. You know, sometimes there's physical 
pain that comes with that emotional pain. So then, I mean, he broke his collarbone. Then what happened? We prayed over him. And, oh, that's good. You know, we just... He said he was okay, and I thought, well, we could pack the guys up and head to the hospital now, but uh, we kind of convinced him it was the right thing to just stay with the pain, because yeah. that's a teacher, too, for him. And uh, it looks like there's going to be some complications with his surgery, but um, God bless him, he stuck around, and we learned a lot from him through his screaming. Did you say pain is a teacher? What does that mean? You know, you know when you're feeling really happy, and you're just like, hey, I know how I feel. And sometimes we get this sadness or this anger and we just, we're in it. But if we step back away from it, Jesus wept and we look at it and we say, now what is this? And why am I screaming at my wife right now? If I just stop and ask myself that question, is that something Jesus would do? And why were you screaming at your wife? Well, I, I love a stroganoff and she had some curdled cream that she put in that. And I bit down on a, a pretty coagulated piece of, cream there and it boy it just triggered something in me and uh well i'm ashamed to say it but anyways i we apologized and we talked through it but boy i just flew i became that goliath but not in the good kind and uh and my wife i love her she <laughs> she was the david in that movie and she used her sling of words and uh boy put me right where i needed to be yeah man alive well what what made you realize you had this gift and then would you call it a gift how, well, how did you get into caring for men and their emotions and, and calling Christian men to the woods to start to feel their feelings? I know. And would you call it really a calling or would you call it more of a, you know, sometimes I'm not, I think we throw that word calling around, you know, do you think it is an actual calling? Do you think God really actually wants you to be doing this? Because it seems a bit, could be a bit, you know, destructive. And too. do you really think it's bad to eat granola? Because I thought that was healthy. Well, it's not good for my heart. So, yeah, I try to stay away from the, the mixes and all that because uh, there's a lot of hidden sugar there. You know, I just noticed there was a lot of guys that, uh, you know, you, get, you, you see a Christian man and you, you squeeze his hand and you handshake and there's that fierce look in your eyes, like the burning glory of God. And, you know, I, as a big man, they, they come in and they squeeze your hand too hard. And I was just, wow, I wish I could just teach fellas about the other side of me, which is even though I am a giant, I'm gentle and I bet you... There's a gentle place in every man that can right. actually bring the strength of God through in a different way. Right, not that gentle because you put your basically whole you put your whole body weight on me. I like that you're such a big. You look like a lumberjack, and it's not just because <laughs> you're wearing plaid and have a long beard. Yeah. but you just look like a big lumberjack. You look like a, a a character from a novel, and then here you are allowing yourself to have feelings. It feels like a, a, a it's contradictory to look like you are and then to be how you are. You know, the guys are really expecting me to put them through like almost like a military paces at camp. And boy, I tell you what, when I pick up a man in my arms and I, I hold him and I look at him and say, welcome, uh, they don't know what's going on. And that's the first indication that something different's going to happen here than what they expect. And that's what I, that's what I, I love about myself and about my God is that it's something different than I expect. So for anyone out there who, if this sounds like something that would uh, you could benefit from, look it up. He has a website, Man Alive, um, or the little preamble is the Son of Man, yeah, right? Son of man, man Alive. alive. Yeah. Son of Man Alive. And uh, I, I feel like it's this transformative thing. Now, I wanted to go back to something you said right at the beginning. You mentioned that the women in all these fellas' lives 
you said they're beautiful. And yeah. I was very struck by that because, you know, women are taught, no, you're not. When someone says you look nice, you say, no, I don't. And um, you are supposed to focus on your imperfections. Oh, there's a little bit of cellulite right there. And I'm going to wear a tunic length thing. I'm going to put on more layers. I'm going to cover it up. Oh, my neck is getting a little crapey. I'm going to put on a turtleneck. Uh, you know, I, all, the, all the things. I got to cover up my face with makeup. I got to cover up my roots with color. I mean, I can't even create colorful protein out of my scalp anymore. I have to go to this gal who mixes up chemicals, put them on my scalp. I got to I gotta make sure and razor and shave off the hair that's not where it's supposed to be. I got to pluck. I got to all this stuff. Just the imperfections are endless. And so to hear you say that you think women are beautiful, well, it just doesn't compute, Randy. Well, I'm so glad that you spoke about that. And the thing I have to say about that, I'm not talking about that exterior. I think that as Christian people, we focus a lot on those things. Hallie, what I'm talking about when I say that the women are beautiful is that bright pink heart, that inside again, that we're not talking about. And I got to say, I don't know. I hope there's a ladies group out there that's doing the same thing. Wow. Yeah, I'd love that. I'd go. It's, are these the sort of things you say to your wife, too? Or? Yeah, do you tell her she's beautiful? Um, you know, we're working on it. We're working on that part of our relationship. And, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm away a lot of the weekends, and so she finds that a little bit tough. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's something. I can say it to others. It's, isn't it funny, though, the people we're closest to, we yeah. don't say the things we need to say. Well, it's very vulnerable. It's That's very vulnerable. I'm working on that too. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> That's what she would say when she's talking about me. You are a work in progress. God is not finished with you yet. It sounds like maybe your wife, one of her love languages is quality time. You know, that that's something I've heard before. And as somebody who's uh, done some Judas gazing, I got to tell you, that's one of my betrayals. And oh. I'm, I, need to, I need to repent for that. And I'm going to in time. But right now... I'm really focused on the fellas and, you know, my attention will turn back to my beautiful wife, interior, and I'll say exterior too, uh, so that we can kind of keep moving forward uh, in that marriage with the love of God in our hearts. Well, it sounds like men are your calling. God has placed a burden on your heart for men. (laughs) That's just true. I love the fellas. I really do. I love the energy. I love the tears. I love the anger. I love the sweat. I love how a man sweats around a campfire when he's been dancing for three hours to the joy, joy, joy down in his heart. I just, there's something about that that just brings it home for me. Well, you must have awesome fires. With that many guys around, you must be able to open every jar, keep every fire ablaze. And yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We bring a lot of pallets. You know, and I guess um, the only other question I had in terms of uh, the guy thing, I I was just curious about what is the bit of knotted rope that you've got there on your belt? It's sort of a lanyard, I guess, if... uh, uh, does, is that part of the whole weekend or something? The guys get that as gifts, as okay. a signifier that they've been through the workshop, I guess you'd call it. And what it really symbolizes is, you know, Jesus was a sailor, and um, this is a sailor's knot. And cool. what it is, it's a commitment. Um, it's tying the knot to yourself. It's almost like a self-marriage. We're tying the knot to ourselves, and we're committed to being feeling open-hearted Christian men and remembering that that open heart will make us stronger. That is so cool. Jesus was a sailor. He was a fisher of men who walked on water. It's funny, you're kind of like a fisher of men too. Yeah, also a crusher of men. Oh, I just wanted to ask because sometimes I 
feel like if I was going to interrogate myself or if I was going to Judas gaze betray myself, I would say, I can be judgy. I can be judgy of my fellow uh, neighbor. And I try not to be. How do you, when you hear these guys admit all these things and say, well, I, 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 uh, I've been sleeping with the nanny and Barb doesn't know. And I had a child with the nanny and then I, and then I made, and then I, and then I made, or, or I made her abort the baby or I made her give it away or whatever. And then, you know, Barb and Barb doesn't know, you know, about his other family or that he killed somebody or whatever. Isn't it so hard to not judge him? You know, that's why I created that savior space. I want the guys to know that they can tell me anything in the strictest of confidence from my ears to God, you know? And so that's the, that's what we, I I don't say, I actually, we say, well, once we leave the fire, um, we, we, we leave the fire. And that really means we're, we're burning away our sins here. And not that we're clean, 100%. That's God's job, not mine, huh? And uh, But we want to know that the guys are going to work through their stuff in time, and I'm not going to say anything. But yeah, a lot of stuff has come up, a, real, a lot of really, really hard human things, some real sins. And if we think about Judas, and you, you both know about him, you know, the thing that we have to love about him is if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have a risen Christ. Isn't that right? Wow, that's like a really specific example, though, Hallie. Yeah, that one's real. That's Steve Jakubiak. I'm friends with Barb. Randy Hard was played by Randall Har. He is on Instagram, honestly doing some of the funniest bits out there right now, so follow him at Ranhar. I'm Holly Laurent, playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. You can follow me at Holly Laurent and follow Greg at Hey Greg Hess. And of course, Mega is on your favorite form of social media, and that is at Mega the Podcast. Email your mailbag questions to megathepodcast at gmail. And for a special spot in heaven, rate and review us on iTunes and support us on Patreon. 